Virginia Trioli on ABC Radio Melbourne. 1,466 new local cases today and very sadly eight deaths, putting more and more pressure on our hospital system. Associate Professor Chris McIsaac, as you know well, is the Head of Intensive Care at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. Always good to talk to you, Chris. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Virginia. You now have to extend your ICU capacity. How many more ICU beds are you establishing? Uh, we just opened up a pod yesterday which has 14 additional physical beds uh, to really as part of our next phase of making sure we try and get ahead of the demand so we can always provide the care that's required. How many ICU beds do you have at the moment? So at the moment we have 40, so this is an additional 14, but we've also here in Parkville been very grateful for the assistance of uh, Melbourne Private Hospital which has a co-located intensive care next door and we've been referring uh, a couple of patients a day to them to help with our uh, critical care load here in Parkville. I saw a reporter on the news the other night, it was actually I think at the Austin Hospital, talking about how they've never seen an IC unit with so many younger people in it. Is that your circumstance right now as well, Chris? Yeah, look, there are a number of patients with COVID who unfortunately are in the younger age group. The median seems to be around 55 years of age, but that means that about half of them are under that age. Mm. Uh, and here at the Royal Melbourne, because we're co-located with the Royal Women's, we've unfortunately seen uh, a number of pregnant women with COVID as well who have been severely ill. Have you and heard to ventilate those pregnant women? Yes, we have. Uh, and how risky is that for the fetus? Well, look, it's uh, obviously a challenge. Uh, we do very close fetal monitoring, and if it's an advanced stage of pregnancy, clearly with the advice of obstetricians, we frequently consider an earlier delivery to remove any risk. Uh, if the fetus is not ready to be delivered, uh, if we can keep the mother's oxygen level stable and their blood pressure stable, uh, it's usually a very good outcome for the baby. I don't know if I can get you to speak more directly into the mouthpiece, Chris. That might make it easier for us to hear you. No problem. Let, let's give that a, a go. Um, that is sounding better already. <laughs> um, Chris, so how many people do you have ventilated? Uh, this morning we had 21 patients in our ICU and 18 of them were ventilated. Okay. So I'm going to speak in just a moment to Professor Adrian Esterman from South Australia who's been tracking the infection numbers but comparing them and comparing them onto New South Wales with hospitalisations. And he seems to be suggesting that even while our numbers have been higher than New South Wales, we haven't had as many hospitalisations. But I guess your experience would be right now, I imagine Chris are feeling quite crunched. It is true that the hospitalisation percentage compared to the active case in the community is lower than what was uh, thought might happen and lower indeed than what happened in the similar phase of the outbreak in New South Wales. Not entirely clear why that is. Um, looking at the Department of Health data, it says that about 82% of the people with active infection in Victoria at the moment are under the age of 50. And we do know that, unfortunately, age is a risk factor mm. for getting severe COVID. So perhaps that may be one aspect. Um, and I'm yet to understand maybe uh, what, if there, what the percentage of the active case in the community may have, in fact, had at least one dose of vaccine, or if not two, which may be offering a degree of protection to them. Because clearly we know that if you are double vaccinated, 
you greatly reduce your chance of requiring hospital care. Well, I don't know if you can stay listening or get someone to relay it to you, but Adrian Esterman hopefully will explain all that up next after you. Uh, Chris McIsaac, are you getting a sense uh, and uh, are your data crunches there at the hospital and at the health department telling you about whether you believe as a hospital, as a, an IC, an intensive care unit, whether you believe you've reached the peak or not? I don't think we've yet reached the peak because we normally see people admitted to hospital seven to ten days after their diagnosis. So until we're confident that the community are active cases have peaked and, and we've gone a week beyond that, I think we'll breathe the sigh of relief that the worst is over. So we are ex expecting more admissions across Victoria in, in the coming weeks. Uh, we're hoping that once that peaks, that will be our peak. Uh, and it's really terrific to see the vaccination rates getting up. Uh, and if we can even get up close to what New South Wales is at 90%, that will provide a great lot of comfort to frontline health workers that we're going to be okay mm. and our system will cope. Do you have the healthcare workers that you need? Do you have a, a standby surge workforce? Do you have a lot of people who have been furloughed at the moment because of being close contacts? We're in the fortunate position where very few of our staff have been furloughed. Uh, we have three staff members here at the Royal Melbourne ICU from community exposures who are furloughed. Uh, we're very lucky that otherwise the workforce is stable. Increasingly, uh, people are volunteering and coming forward, being retrained, having refresher courses uh, coming onto our workforce and we have a progressive uh, increase in workforces. And from what I hear from other intensive care directors uh, around Victoria, everybody is doing the same thing. Uh, some perioperative nurses, surgical nurses, other people with previous ICU experience are coming forward and volunteering their services to be retrained and come back and assist us. And that assistance is critical, uh, very welcome. Mm. And I think collectively across Victoria, uh, as every hospital rises to the challenge, we, we're hopeful we'll have enough uh, capacity to deal with the worst of the peak. We certainly hope so. Everyone's right backing behind you there in, in that endeavour. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks very much. Associate Professor Chris McIsaac, Head of Intensive Care at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. Professor 